G'day, Dave Kearsy here. Over the next few months, I'll be doing a series of interviews called To The Left Interviews. Um, they're called To The Left because anyone who knows me knows that if you're standing on the right side of me, I can't hear a bloody thing you're saying. So all my interviews are hosted to my left. Um, I'll be interviewing a lot of the Vikings, Hastings Valley Vikings, players, staff, legends of the club, having some very raw conversations just to get to know their backstories and their highs and lows with the club uh, and their stories on and off the field. So I really hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen listen in. I'll be interviewing a lot of the key players of the club and a lot of the key characters of the club as well. Just a heads up warning, there might be a bit of swearing, um, so probably not for the kiddies, but for the rest of you out there, I really hope you enjoy. To the left. G'day and, and welcome to the next episode of To The Left. Um, this one's a bit different. It's a, it's a bit longer. Um, it's with uh, a great mate of mine and a great clubman for the Hastings Valley Vikings, Mr. Mark Howard, Howie. Um, you know, there's not many more loved blokes in the club or around the club than Howie. He's, he's hard not to love. He's just a great bloke, a great bloke and um, a great coach for reserve grade. He's just... Just an just incredible bloke, and, and I, I can't picture the Vikings without him. But I'm going to go a bit off script a bit with this one. Um, so if you're listening out there, there's two things I want to do. I, I want to give a, a bit of a shout-out to uh, Jezza. Jezza, I've, I, I finally sort of found out what's going on in, in Jezza's life at the moment. Um, a couple of weeks ago when I was having a beer with him, and mate, I, I, I'd just like a bit of a bit of a shout-out for you, mate. I know it's a bit controversial or whatever but i couldn't give a fuck mate you're i know what kind of bloke you are you're a champion bloke and um we're all here for you brother um the other other shout out is to my man chill chill for real chilly for those outside the sort of viking circle didn't might not know that chill was made reserve grade captain on the weekend um i i know through my my friendship with chill and and inside the club what this meant to him um and i'm really proud of you mate it's it's something well deserved you you're an absolutely um crucial and unique part of the club you know all shit aside and all wraps aside brother sure mate well done you've 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 captained the vikings reserve grade and and you did it well um okay so yeah that's that's the other that's the two things bit of a shout out to jez we're all with you brother and uh, congratulations to chill um, the, the third thing actually that, that I want to do, it's a little bit different on the weekend. Something pretty special happened, um, in the Vikings thumping, thumping win. Um, a young guy called Caden Briscoe made his debut for the, for the Vikings, um, 16 turning 17. You know, that in itself is, is amazing. Um, and not only that, he came on. For those who weren't there, those who listened to this and weren't there, he came on, first touch of the ball, pelted down the sideline, and all I think everybody, everybody stood up and went, come on, mate. You know, everyone was just, come on, it's your first touch of the ball, such a young man getting signed off by his parents to play. And um, he only had one man to beat, and he went in, faded in and went went wide and smoked him, just wrong-footed him. So the, the defender stopped when he should have kept going towards the sideline, but he wrong-footed him, went round and scored the try. Um, and, you know, that was, it was a, 
you know, 70 point thumping. There was some outstanding tries scored, but for me, none, none better than that one. Just the moment. Um, and I, I was lucky enough to, there's only ever one first um, with those sort of things. So I was lucky enough to get a quick interview with him after the game and also with his uh, parents, which was which was amazing. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to, before this sort of goes any further with Howie, obviously this, this podcast episode of To The Left is, is for Mark Howard, um, but just something a bit different. I'd just like to um, let you guys have a, just a quick listen there. They're only very quick, but they're just quick interviews um, with um, young, young Caden straight after the game and his very proud mum, Lisa and Andrew. Um, Andrew's an ex-player of the club, I believe, and um, they, uh, it doesn't do it justice how proud they were the interview. It's very, very nice to hear, but um, as we always talk about the players and the fabric of the club, and that moment to me, and, and, and privileged enough to speak to them straight afterwards, uh, I could see a lot of relief on, on their faces that the that their young man did really well, but they're also extremely proud um, that he played first grade and held his own. So that, that'll be just a, a quick little bonus that I'll play before we, we get talking with Howie. Um, but, mate, Howie's this, – this was a really, really good uh, interview. I really – I always enjoy having a beer with Howie, but um, to hear a few things that I, I didn't really know about him, especially one big shocker, um, I'll let you guys um, be on the edge of your seats for that one. And, um, and it will get brought up at Silly Sunday. Um, but um, so this one, it's a bit of a longer, bit of a different – um, episode of To The Left, um, but it's with the legend of the club and the all-round fucking good guy, Mark Howard. Hope you enjoy it. To The Left. Just here with Briscoe on his debut. Uh, scored a mad try down the sideline. How do you feel, mate? Feeling pretty good. It's good, good experience. Helped me get better. It's great. Yeah, you loved it, mate. Have you got your family in that here, or are you just... Yeah, I've got mum and dad here. Um, that's about it. Fucking beautiful, mate, eh? What do you reckon you can cut up with the big boys? Regular first grader? Hopefully. Who do, who, who do you like playing with out there? Who's the, who's the best players, you reckon? Uh, Hamish and Adzi. Yeah. I like playing with them. They know a lot about the game, so yeah. it's good to get a bit of knowledge from them. Yeah, so how old are you now, mate? Uh, 16, turning 17 in November. Wow. Oh. Mate, and you got out there... It's like you own the place. You're like one of the boys. Hey, that's awesome for your confidence. Yeah, uh, it really helps me, and I know that I can I can handle it, and uh, I can go get go further into rugby. Fucking oath, mate. Well done. Congratulations again. Good on you, bro. Just here with Caden Briscoe's parents, proud parents, on his debut for the Hastings Valley Vikings. Um, guys, you know, unreal and a great first touch gets that try. What are your thoughts? Well, he's he's been training very hard. We knew he had the speed, so he's um, we're, we're very proud that he could do do this. Um, it's been a long time since I played for the Vikings, and unfortunately, he's uh, he's going to be better than me. So <laughs> it's always, oh, mate. always good for the club. Yeah, plenty of potential. I mean, all, all the sort of footy stuff aside, um, you know, most of us here are parents, and to see to see your child um, on there with the big boys. Not only on, to, to play well, but to really hold his own and to get that try. And you know, all the boys run in. To me, it was the moment of the day. They all run in, even on the bench. Everyone's on their feet going, come on, mate, come on, come on, come on. What are your, what are your thoughts? Um, I was really, really nervous, to be perfectly honest. Like, um, you know, yeah. he's he's not 17 yet. So it's like yeah. I, even just him being on there was, 
you know, was a feat in itself. And I was I was unsure whether he's going to go on, but when he did, the nerves hit an all-time high. Yeah. But the first touch was like, oh, okay, yeah. he's done it. You can hear yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Proudest punch. <laughs> yeah, very proud, very yeah, proud. So and I'm, he, you know, he might get well, to choose dinner tonight. Yeah. Oh, the, the good thing was he didn't look out of place. Absolutely. So yeah. that that was the thing that was most worrying, and he comes in there and go well, he, he can hold his own. So yeah. So uh, bigger and better uh, things well, happen. Mate, on behalf of the Vikings, congratulations, guys. Congratulations, yeah. mate. Thank well you. done. Cheers. Good on you, mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Okay, Howie, Mark Howard, um, reserve grade coach, bloody champion bloke. How how good was that? Like listening to that interview with just off the bat first before we get into to your questions, mate. How good was that? Listening to, to Briscoe and and his parents talk. Like, isn't that a Vikings moment? It's it's my moment, Vikings moment for for the year so far. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, um, really proud of him. You know, to watch him come up through the grade, and uh, you know when he was turning up to pre-season down the beach with us senior blokes and oh he did all that too he yeah. did all that yeah he's been doing that for the last couple of years so to see him come up and come through and um you know to have a little bit to do with that yeah it's really proud to, to see these kids come in a grade and, and to kill it like he did yeah and uh, like he, he, talking to his his mum and dad um you know his mum was obviously worried because of his age like any parent would yeah we'd, we'd all be the same like but you could just hear relief in a in a voice, and, yeah. I, and you know you can't tell from the interview, but I was I could see it on her face. She was she was relieved, and she was relieved that not only did he not get hurt first and foremost, but relieved that he held his own as well. And that's fucking special, mate. Yeah. I love that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've been trying to get him signed off for uh, a few months, but he he uh, had all these rep stuff for juniors coming oh, yeah. up, and he, and his mum was really reluctant to let him go. So yeah. Glad she's she a, did because now we got we got a, another first grade in the making. For yeah, sure. yeah, big future for him. Yeah, definitely. I could we need to bolster the numbers and be yeah, good. Yeah, hundred percent. So, mate, Howie, fucking pumped to have you here, mate. <laughs> so we've sort of gone through, you know, gone through seven or eight guys now. Yeah. Um, and mate, you're you're on the the original list straight away, and so there's no particular order or anything. <laughs> but I fucking, you know, you want there's no secret. You're one of my favourites, mate. I love oh, you. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> Okay, just before we get going, you're obviously the reserve grade coach. Um, yeah. So I, I, when I spoke to Hamish, I, I just talked and it sort of gave everyone a bit of an insight on, from a coach's point of view, like where we're at in the season. Um, where where do you think the guys are at, reserve grade guys? Uh, they're contenders yeah. or? Oh, gonna... mate, we we definitely got the we got the troops and the and the yeah and the keenness to get it done again and and try and knock off that seventh premiership yeah uh how good is that seventh fucking premiership? yeah <laughs> oh, wow. yeah so i mean the troops are there and uh you know it's just covid last year really smashed us around yeah bit. absolutely yeah. um so getting the blokes back on board and and the, the commitment level is is not what i've seen in the past it's, yeah, it's dropped right. off and uh right okay. across the board and, and i've spoken to other coaches yeah across the comp too and they're in exactly the same boat so, yeah, uh, mate, a few of the boys will be listening to this. So, like, mate, be honest. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I've, I sort of keep in touch with the boys and, you know, I'm in the group chat and that. And the and I'll be honest, you boys, you can hear me out there, um, commitment. You know, you're yeah. going into the business end of the year, pull your fucking fingers out, go to training. Um, you know, you can't – no one wins a premiership. No one gets it handed to them. Um, yeah, 100%. And, and I, I know, mate, you do, you do a great job. 
and you know, like, like I've played under you before and I'd run through a fucking wall for you. Um, and those boys need to be the same. Yeah. Um, so the boys out there, I, I, I've got, I'm not doubting anyone's want and commitment to, to win it, but I'm sorry, I am doubting their commitment a little bit at the moment, um, but I'm calling on them all fucking, you know, it's only how many more weeks to go? It's only five, like, yeah, five games and finals. Yeah. So you're talking about six to seven weeks of your life. Yeah. For something, for we're, something. Sort of, we're just hovering in that fourth spot position. So yeah. we, we want to try and leapfrog, get in the second place if we can. And yeah. And uh, the way first grade are going, hopefully we'll have a major semi at Oxley Oval. And, yeah. And, and I, we can I, play I, alongside them. I see a bit new guys as well. Like I, I come down to the game on the weekend and I saw heap of new blokes in Reggie. Some of them, it was that 50-50 whether I met them before, but so I just kind of shook the hand and said, g'day, mate. Like, I didn't know their names, yeah, but yeah. it was good to see some new blokes. A yeah, couple of old fellas there as well. Yeah, a couple of old blokes turning up and, and uh, a couple of new fellas. So, um, man, that's that's the probably the best thing about Reggie's is the diversity of players that you get Yeah, from the old 45-year-old bloke to, to a kid just coming out of grade. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Everything presents a challenge, but uh, yeah, I, I guess that's one of the, the the good reasons of coaching Reggie's. Yeah, well, mate, that was, all these fellas. Well, mate, that's that was where I was going to lead to next. Like the the challenges of being a Reggie's coach, mate. I've I've been first grade coach, and I had runnings you know, back in Inverell. I had runnings with me Reggie's coach all the time. Mm. <laughs> Not, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Just, yeah, you know the. The old process is the the Reggie sort of nurture the the first grade and support the first grade team. Been saying that as a Reggie's coach and um, Andrew Lee, shout out to Leezy back home. Um, he was you know he was coaching Reggie's back there and the, the poor bastard. You know if if, if one player shone in Reggie Reggie's, I'd pinch him off him. And yeah, um, exactly. One of my players went down, I'd pinch his best player, and oh, I made it. And I understood and made it. Is that your biggest challenge as a, as a reserve grade coach? Oh, uh, I don't know about the biggest challenge, but from week to week it is most likely. Yeah, it would be because um, you know you have an idea in your head of where you're going and uh, what team, what the team is looking like, and then come Thursday, yeah, first grade and missing three blokes because one's getting their vagina waxed or something else, <laughs> and um, <coughs> Tom Woods. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you get the tap on the shoulder from the from the Adzi and Hamish. Um, sorry, mate, we're gonna steal this fella this week and yeah so you, you know what's coming you know what's happening and and um you know in the past we've been okay because we've we've been we've had really good depth yeah and we've had a lot of blokes to, you know could play any position in the back line front front rows and all that sort of stuff so yeah we've always had cover and and got through it but this year um you know, we just struggled for numbers until recently. Everyone sort of coming back. All, all those injured players are back on deck. So yeah, hopefully that won't difference. be an issue coming into the finals. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was looking at the bench on the weekend. You know, there's plenty of players there, and everyone wanted to get on the field. Like it's it's that that's another thing I I struggle with the coach as well. Being fair, giving everyone a run. I know, I know it's just not always possible. I mean, I, I was in a in a in a deaf team in New Zealand and one of the guys on the bench didn't get a run. Yep. Um, and that's, that's, I always think of that when I think of these blokes sitting on the bench. So, yeah, but you can't always do it. You know, the momentum nah. of the game, um, the, the specialist positions required, stuff like that. You just can't always get everyone to run. Can you? No, no. Yeah. That's, that's <coughs> the hard, 
that's really hard to try and uh, manage the game time and manage what's happening on the field at the same time. It's, yeah. It is quite difficult and, and it presents a lot of challenges for me and sometimes I get it wrong, sometimes I get it right. But yeah. hopefully I've got it right more times than I've got it wrong. But You enjoy uh, it, mate? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I just love, you know, the body won't let me play anymore, but yeah. the mind can still be involved and I can still give back and hopefully yeah. pass on a bit of knowledge to these young kids coming through and, and um, still yeah. be around the boys and... Yeah, you reckon you'll always be around the club? Well, I'll always be involved in the club. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, whether it's not coaching or just running water or... Well, mate, I'm... I'm strapping I'm someone's boots or something. Yeah, I'm exactly the same, mate. Obviously, I'm sort of entering into those twilight... <laughs> fucking twilight years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, same, mate. It's just hard to pull yourself away from yeah. in such an environment. And fucking what else do you do in winter? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so mate, back to back, like all footy aside, I just want to, like a lot of, everyone knows you, everyone knows you're a reserve grade coach, everyone knows you're a great bloke to have a beer with, shit punter, all that sort of <laughs> stuff, but, um, like where did, where did it all begin? Where, Sydney boy, Campbelltown, is it? Yeah, grew up in Campbelltown, um, well, we moved there when I was probably two. Oh, yeah. So born in Sydney, born in Canterbury Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, the doggies. Fucking doggies, yeah. <laughs> um. So all my family's from Sydney, and then uh, we moved to Campbelltown when I was about two-ish. Yeah, big family. Um, my family or yeah. my whole family. I got uh, three brothers and a sister. Yeah, right. And yeah, my mum's one of six, and yeah, yeah. and then just about every, you know, I've probably got fifty cousins. I don't know. Yeah, thousands yeah. of us. Most in most of them in Sydney. Uh yeah, yeah. Most of them still in Sydney. Um, yeah. We, uh, my family moved up here and then, you know, we've all branched out now. I've got a, a brother in Bundaberg, a sister in Darwin, brother in Melbourne. Yeah. And another one here at Storing Port. But yeah, no, I grew up in Campbelltown. Um, Just a normal sort of Sydney life. Oh, I've never. Mate, of... look, looking back, you know, it's funny as you get older, you sort of reflect on where you've started and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we grew up in, in housing commission out, out in a uh, suburb called Ed's, pretty rough, pretty rough town now. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it just you just thought it was normal. Yeah. So, you know, we had all the, the hood rats that we'd hang out with and yep. riding our pushies everywhere thinking, well, BMX bandits and... Yeah, how fucking good, eh? Mate, yeah, had a great, great <clears throat> time out there growing up and uh, just being a rough nut. Yeah. Getting in trouble. All oh, sort of nice. Yeah. Oh, I got, yeah. A lot of, I got in a lot of shit when I was a kid down there. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up sitting in a fucking bushfire. Oh, did you? As a kid, yeah. Stole mum's matches and oh, me and my no. mate. I was probably six, I reckon. Yeah. And we went out into the paddock and light a little fire and then we'd put it out and we'd light another little oh, fine yeah. grass and put it out and then. Each got time away. we let it get bigger and bigger oh. and bigger until it got too big to put out and we ended up just bolting. Fuck. Next thing the fire engines turned up and yeah. Oh, I'm getting my ass fucking kicked by now. <clears throat> Were you a good kid at school? Mm. Get in trouble a bit or I, I wasn't a bad kid at school, but I, I you know, if you look at all my report cards, they all say didn't try hard. Could yeah. have applied himself better. Could have done better. Could have done this. Same, Could have done same. That. Yeah, you know, school school was a good place to hang out. Yeah. 
Yeah, mate. I, I've sounds obviously mine was in the country, but same sort of thing. I mean, you, you got a couple of brothers and stuff just hanging out on the weekends, going for rides, getting in mischief. Yeah, exactly the same. But mate, I, like like you said, it's just all you know. Yeah, um, doesn't matter. We didn't have we didn't, when we moved in from the farm when we were young, we had nothing. We had a bloody two bedroom house. Oh, fucking fire, fire alarm! Fire alarm's going off. <laughs> Um, for those out there, we don't have it any. Wasn't me. We don't have any fire or emergency <laughs> procedures in this podcast. I think Mel just knocked it off the roof. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all you know, and mate, I wouldn't trade my childhood for the world. I, nah. I loved it, and all that. Not not having anything, you know, we we get one big thing like a, a year, like a Stussy jumper or a Quicksilver pair of shorts. But that was Christmas time. Yeah, everything else was everything I got was hand me downs from my big brothers. So. Yeah, I can remember one Christmas we all got a, a two liter uh, bucket of ice cream each, and it was one of the best Christmases oh, ever. Yeah, right. and I smashed mine in like the first two days, and then ate yeah. everyone else's. So. I remember getting a. I don't know, mate. This is going way back, and some people listening to this wouldn't even remember this, but I remember getting a Cuda Lions jumper. And oh, yeah. Cuda, and it, but it could go inside out. Yeah, the reverse. Yeah, yeah, mate. <laughs> I wore it every day. And then I got one of them ones. Remember there was a phase where those ones you could touch them and heat would change colour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hyper shirts. That's it, yeah. yeah. Hyper colour, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, mate. We're going way oh, back wow. now. It's good, good talking to someone my age. <laughs> um, okay, so, mate, just a, this is a bit of a deep question. Um if you could go back in time, like on Back to the Future, go back in time and meet your 18-year-old self, uh, is there any advice you'd give him? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about this. That's it, a pretty tough thing to ask, you know. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't really have any regrets or anything that I would change, but yeah, um, if I could, I'd probably, I'd probably make a rule. Yeah. That everything I punt or piss, I was put half away. <laughs> yeah, my, if I did that. I'd probably be all right today. <laughs> I was, when I when I gave you this question, I was thinking about it myself as well. I always think about like how how to answer these sort of questions. And that one, mine was around money too. Mine was yeah. about don't pick up the darts. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. I reckon I've dropped fifty grand on darts yeah. at least. Don't pick up the darts and try to save some. I've fifty got, grand. That's just on Sundays. Oh, mate. Silly I think, Sundays. I don't think I um actually put any effort into saving money until I was close to 30. Yeah. Honestly, whatever no, I had, I, mean, I just... I think when you're 18, you don't, you don't think you're going to live forever and yeah. forever doesn't seem that long. Yeah, I know. So you, you forget it. The, the other thing um, I was thinking was about that time, you know, I, I lost a couple of good mates to suicide. Yeah. That no one knew about, like no one sort of knew they had anything going on, no issues. So close mates, close mates, yeah. So wow. some, if I could, I'd probably just say check up on your mates and yeah, and see how they're going because eighteen, very young, but there's a lot of kids out there still doing it tough. So. Oh fuck yeah! So yeah, check on your mates, see how they're going. Yeah, I know. Like we see heaps of stuff on Facebook, and and you guys listening out there, you've probably got examples. Unfortunately, it's it's too fucking common. It's yeah. Just, and um, but you see things on Facebook and social media saying, "Ask your mate if he's okay." But fucking do it. Like, mm. If it's, it gets a bit awkward, if someone rings me and goes, "Dave, you okay?" I go, "Yeah, I'm alright, mate." Sweet as it's a little bit awkward, but who gives a fuck? I'd rather it be awkward and you ask me that ten times. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing is, there's a there's a lot of people that'll just say, "Yeah, I'm right," but they're, they're not. So yeah, exactly. Um, mate, like I've said it a million times, and I've that 
my, there's always cold beer in the fridge for any anyone that, that I know. Um, let's just hope that, you know that it just doesn't become that that common, and there's something that can be done about it, and it gets more of the norm to actually go and sit down with your mates and have a yarn instead of kind of drastic measures. But sorry to hear that, mate. I, did, I didn't. I think you might have brought that up once before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's ter- terrible, terrible. And if you lost a couple, that's even worse. Like, like yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, not sure, man, but. Okay, to your to your rugby story. Okay, mm. tell me, did, what, was you a rugby boy when you were a kid, or were you? Mate, played... no, I, I never played um, rugby until I was 20, 25. Wow, always, always a footy boy, always league. Yeah, um, and it wasn't. Yeah, I, I moved back to. I went to Sydney for a bit, doing the you know chasing work and all that sort of stuff, and played a bit of league down there. And, yeah, and then come back home, and. I, was, I think I was actually playing basketball with um, my brother and a couple of his mates, and I think yeah. a fellow called Clyde Mitchell, who used to play with the Vikings, was playing. Yeah. And he kept asking me to come and have a run. And eventually I... Um, so this is late 20s, did you say? Oh, I was 20, yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in uh, 2001. So straight into the row? Did um, you- no, I, I played second row the first couple of games because I... Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, played played second row for the first few games. And then um, there was a lot of hard a lot of hard heads back then. Like we had um, old Mick Wilson and uh, Craig Cusack, a couple of oh, yeah. old old nuts. And He's a top bloke, isn't he? I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. Real good fellow. Yeah. yeah, he's still getting around. And, um, and they sort of pushed me to get in the front row and, Mate, once I once I got in there, and it was yeah. like going home. It was awesome. It was the best <laughs> thing ever. Were you always were you always sort of solid? Were you always built big, or were you? Uh, I was always a big kid. Yeah, not fat, but I was big. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I wanted to call you a fat guy. I was just <laughs> always big boned, I suppose. I, I was always, you know, oh shit! I don't think I've been under seventy kilos since I was probably fifteen. Yeah. And then I was always high, about 90 kgs in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, marriage and kids and yep. all that sort of stuff falling yeah. on. But, um, no, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in those early days I was playing maybe about 105 kilo. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah, mate. I'm, it's sort of rugby's one of those games where if you start when you're 25, like I, I just I couldn't imagine it. Like I, I've got blokes that I've, I've converted as a coach. I've converted them from league to rugby, and you feel like it's you're starting from scratch. Yeah. Like it's just such in different positions. It's just such a oh. hard game. The cleanouts to, when I'm trying to teach these league guys takes a year or two yeah. to to get them used to the clean and and, and that sort of and releasing the ball and um so yeah to start sort of twenty five ish. Yeah, mate, I'll tip me out to you. Oh, but, it was foreign, and oh no, you've got a. Uh, question coming up about a, a funny rugby story and it probably <laughs> it could probably lead it into my my very first game yeah what'd we you do playing, uh, we played we played the Manning rats tari rats and uh i'm sitting on the bench and waiting for my turn to get on and finally the call up how are you on so i'm going running on you know like a bull in a china shop yeah no idea what i was doing my idea was um you you in defence, if you could flip the bloke over and get him onto your side of the ruck, then you could win the ball. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, bloke, the bloke had just been 
grass tackled and he's laying on the ground. And I've just come in and ragdolled this bloke. Like, just fully drove him and then rolled him over and threw him over on the outside of the ruck. And I've, I've never heard a referee's whistle blow for so long and oh, so loud. Really? So the tackle was complete and you just come in and picked oh, him up? No, okay. I've just sandbagged this bloke on oh, the ground. Yeah. Just dropped my shoulder into him yeah. 100 miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, the whistle's gone and the referee's come running at me with his hand in his pocket ready to pull the card out. Yeah. And big Dave... Um, McCormack's come running over again. Oh, yeah, hang on, hang on. It's his first game. He's never played before. He's never <laughs> played before. And the referee sort of looked at Dave to see if he was serious. And I said, yeah. man, very first game. And he, yeah, he well, let me off. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah, I, oh, geez, mate. I, was, I remember even playing when I was 16. Same thing. I grew up as a leaguey. I was a bit of a soccer kid. Soccer and a bit of basketball, a bit of leaguey. But, yeah, going into rugby, I was like, fucking, what's this? <laughs> What's this shit I'm doing? Like, and I was just penalty, penalty, penalty. <laughs> saying, Fucking, what am I doing? It took it took a, a very special coach. He's actually a school teacher at Warhope, a guy called Matty Taylor. Yeah, coaches the girls out there. He comes to all of our games. Yeah, he okay. was my coach back then. Well, he's yeah, my right. teacher and my coach. Um, and he started. He just pulled me aside, and I spent three or four training sessions just with him. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, there was less penalties and less penalties, and started thinking, oh, okay, there's some sneaky dark arts I could get away <laughs> with here. Um. Okay, so so playing with the Vikings, I mean, I, I, I hear different stories of the players back then. Um, it was a completely different game back then, wasn't it? Like, we're, oh, like yeah. the, the game today, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, mate, I struggle with the game today. I struggle with the, the ruck. It has to be such a clearing before you attack the ball. You can't just shoot in on it, all that sort of stuff. It seems to be so, so complicated now. Yeah. Back then, you literally just went for the ball. If someone got there, you boot, boot him in the head or fucking <laughs> tread on his hands or whatever you need to do or you just scoop one into his ribs and knock him over. But now any of that sort of stuff, anything that makes the crowd go, ooh, it seems to be a penalty and a card. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the, the players back then, like the, the players that, you, that come to mind? You would have played with a fair few. So Dave McCormack? Or- yeah, Dave McCormack. He, he was a classic on the field. He, he he was he was played the game like he did off the field, you know. He 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 played it hard, but he he played it fair. Yeah. Um. You know, there was instance where uh, he'd gone over to score a try, and he knew he didn't score it, and he told the ref, "No, didn't score." It. Oh, and, really? And I, I'm pretty sure someone else will know the story better than me. My memory's not that great, but I'm pretty sure that would have led to one of our wins. Like very few and far between back then. Wow. Especially in reserve grade. So he's done the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, he was that sort of bloke. And he, he would put you under his arm and he guided being around a fair bit when I first started. Yeah. Um, then there was some old knuckleheads like, like I mentioned, Mick Wilson and Craig Kuzak. Yeah. Um, or Zipper, I used to call him because he, he'd end up with stitches after every single game. <laughs> Zipper. He'd throw his head where he, you know, most bikes wouldn't put their head where he would and he'd yeah. usually come off worse for wear. But he, he'd love to tell you about it afterwards when you're on the piss too. Yeah. Did you, um, I just thought of this question, did you play with Sal? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sal, yeah. My, when my brother, my oldest brother Bill, when he was down living in Newcastle, when he moved from Inverell, he lived with Sal. Yep. Um, and like sort of knew Sal and his partner and, um, one of the trips when, when I was only 17 or something, I think we went down to visit my brother and he's this big Tongan with a blood and everything coming out of his nose. He'd been in a fight at the oh. pub 
and he's um and, and he's pretty blind. And that was one of our first impressions of where my brother was living. Yeah, he's right. been tonging at the front door. My parents were horrified. They're like, "What's going on?" But he's wiped his face off and gave mum a cuddle and everything. He was oh, he's nice like, bloke. It wasn't until I'd been up here for a year or two that people were talking about him. And I spoke to Bill, and he said, "Yeah, Sal went up and played the Vikings." I thought, "Oh, that's that's the bloke that scared the shit out of me parents that day." Yeah. So he would hate to see what the other bloke looked like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a champion bloke, but he was he's um he must have been a great player for the club. Yeah, he so when I was there, he was playing first grade and I was um I was playing majority reserve grade. And then I'd come and bench for first grade. Yeah. And he was he was the one that he played my position. He was a tight end prop. Yeah. And he was the one that I looked at and tried to emulate and tried yeah. to do what he was doing, but you know, he he was a Absolutely gun. He was a weapon. Yeah. Tough as nails. Um, mate, if he hits you, you, you stay hit for a week. Yeah. But it's good. Like I play with a lot of those big Islander guys and, you know, some of them are the, they're just the devil on the field. Like you wouldn't want to play against them, but the sweetest, nicest blokes and most loyal human beings off the field. Yeah. Um, and that's what Bill, that's how Bill talks about Sal. Yeah, he's, he's a great. Bloke he's, yeah, field. just an absolute champion. Um, mate, have you got any rituals? Or any oh, traditions rituals. you do, so tie, oh. your, tie your boots a certain way, run out of the tunnel, anything? Yeah, not well. I guess I do because I used to always put my left sock on first, right sock, and then my left boot. Really? Left, right boot. Don't know why. Yeah. I still do it. I yeah. still, when I, when I, yeah, every time I put my shoes on, I always do my left foot first. I don't yeah. know why. It's funny, you know, like you, you <laughs> talk to a few of the guys that I've asked that question to in, in these, when we have these interviews. Um, they've sort of said, oh, not really, not really. And then I've been having a beer with them going, actually, I do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's, everyone's got a little sort of quirky thing. Yeah, some, yeah. People, some people like to just sit by themselves for a bit before a game. I've, I've played footy with a champion bloke called Simo um, out west. He, um, terrible story, but like he, he broke his neck playing country oh, and um, never played again, but he, he never let it get him down. But Simo used to have a durry. On his way to the game, when we're doing the speeches, he'd have a durry before we run out. Yeah, these—he was like on this durry, but he reckoned it was a good luck thing. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard, probably still—he'd still do it, mate. Um, okay, um, okay. You spoke about the the moment, um, like your first game of rugby, and how unorganised you were and stuff. What's your best moment, mate? We've all, best. we've all, you know. There's, I've had a few moments with you. I've had a few moments mm. where we've sung the song together, and I'm. I'm I'm very, very, very blessed to have that. But is there one moment? It doesn't have to be, um, you know, Vikings moment. It might have been a, a, any moment that really stood out for you and something that really meant the most to you. Yeah. I, I can't go past the 2010 grand final. Yeah. Um, so I played – I started 2001 and we actually made the grand final in 2001. Yeah. And I um, – somehow snuck onto the bench for first grade and uh we we were hot favorites to win and and we ended up losing that game and that haunted me for 10 years basically yeah until we didn't get another opportunity to play until 2010. yeah um you know i played up until 2004 a few games in 2005 and then i had a Couple of shitty girlfriend experiences in the middle there that, yeah. that took me away from the rugby, there, brother. Yeah, and not shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, end up coming back to the club at, um, after I got with my wife Cheryl. Now 
she she was the one who encouraged me to come back. So in 2008, I come back, played a couple of games, a couple more in in 09. Thought, oh, maybe I can still play. I thought I was too old. Yeah. 34, 35 coming back to play. So um, in 2010, yeah, sort of committed and come back and got on board. And um, David Keyes was coaching. And I thought, well, these boys have got their shit together this year, you know, with Tony had come back. Yeah. Um, Adzi was coming back over from. Yeah, that's right. And, yep. Uh, you know, Vader was still there, Simon Dunn, uh, a few of the other old boys, Barnsey. Yeah. Those blokes, Joycey was there, and it sort of it, it felt like the sort of the stars were had a line for us that year. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't think that after we got flogged fifty odd nil in the first game, but uh, every time we played Pirates after that, we just got a little bit closer and our confidence grew. And, and when we got to that grand final, the, the thoughts of that two thousand and one comp, yeah, where we lost, was still haunting me. And um, you know, <clears throat> we uh all had a little speech before the game. Yeah. And mine was don't let us haunt don't let this haunt us for another ten years, boys. Yeah. We, we don't get here that often. Don't let our efforts on the field let us down and we have ten years of regret. And thankfully we didn't. We turned them over and you now those four pirates have got ten years of regret. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. So yeah, that was a special one. Yeah. Yeah, so as a coach, um, probably the 2019 grand final against Snappers. Yeah. Um, Special. Wow. Yeah, it's, it'll probably go down in folklore with us, Reggie's anyway. Yeah. Uh, we, we were down by one point. The buzzer had gone. Um, snappers had a penalty. All they did was kick the ball out. Failed to find touch. Yeah. We, we put four or five phases down, go, to, go down the field, get a penalty right in front. And uh, one of our boys steps up. Who, the Clutcho? He, Clutcho, yeah. yeah. And he already missed one in the game from almost identical spot. So uh, I couldn't watch. I, I just turned my back and watched the crowd to see what the crowd were going to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the crowd went up. And, How does you know, that happen, though? Like, I don't know. It was a bizarre game. Yeah, 999 times like that, like that it always going to touch. Yeah. And not only that. To not find touch and then to somehow turn that into points was just yeah. incredible. I remember the that silly Sunday was out of control. <laughs> that silly oh, Sunday, sorry. everyone was just in shock. Everyone was yeah. like, "How the fuck did we get away with that?" Oh. What was his name? Shout out to um, Chris Kitt. Is that the, that's like an you couldn't fight? Yeah, poor old Chris. Oh, poor bastard. That had just come up every time now. Yeah. Very, I'm sure in, in his club he'd be copping it all the time. Yeah, I do, I do feel for him. But uh, at the same time, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming. Oh, mate, that's awesome. Like as as, as a coach, I can hundred hundred percent understand that. And that that two thousand ten grand final, a few of the boys have con- commented on that, um, yeah. and just how special it was. And and you talk about just to touch on that, you talk about the guys that talking to each other before the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, those discussions before the game, people outside of rugby. I don't think they understand that moment, um, and it's really hard to explain it without sounding, you know, big dramatic. Yeah. Like you talk to, if I talk to, even when I talk to my parents about, you know, like it, when I used to go around me players, and we'd make, we'd before a grand, especially before a grand final, would say things like, 
what does it mean to you? Mm. And we'd have blokes that, you know, everyone's in all walks of life. They're farmers and um, doctors and Abbey's workers and whatever. And they'd sit there and some blokes would just lose their shit. You know, they, oh, for yeah, them, it's very raw. For them, whatever their family life, their work life, it doesn't fucking matter for the next 80 minutes. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll just pour their hearts out and commit to all these blokes in a room yeah. for the same reason. And that's, that's so special in life. I don't know where else... You get that in life. No, I don't think you can. I, I think the closest thing would be, you know, not to compare it to going to war, but, you know, yeah. for 80 minutes you, you are going to war. Right? Yeah, 100%. And you're, and you're willing, the, the team who's willing to yeah. die for their mate is the ones that are coming out on top. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and, and that's then, the feeling you get. And when you, when you, obviously, when you get to our age and you look back on footy and stuff, you, you remember those blokes. Yeah. Like I remember some of the, some of the blokes that I played with that, weren't necessarily the best players, but fucking hell, they'd do anything for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, they, you, they're just sort of blokes that you just knew. It didn't matter how buggered they were. They could have broken finger, dis- dislocated shoulder, and they just fucking turn up. Yep. Um, there's a guy, and a like, quick shout-out. Some of the boys might have met him in Inverell, Simon Clark, um, the fridge. He was <laughs> – oh, it's not it's, this, it's not about me, so I won't go into it too much, but I've just never met another human being so – dedicated to the blokes around him yeah and he doesn't fuck around you know he doesn't talk shit for the sake of talking yeah, yeah. he just gets in and helps you and, and you know there's plenty of vikings blokes the same it's just yeah i just don't know where you get that in life and that's why i keep i can't get away from yeah that. you know you get back to normal life and you, you don't go to footy winter and you go to the kids netball and stuff yeah. which is fine <laughs> but there's none of that there's none, none of that sort of commitment to each other no nah, definitely not um and yeah, big, even big Joey Dadassel, he, he, you know, we hang shit on him a bit being up at the snappers and uh, you know, he's stuffed with the mid-north coast, but him and I were like that with each other and made a, even to this day, we haven't played footy together in years and years, mm. but I, I still feel that commitment to him and yeah, it, and yeah but I don't get too carried away. Anyway, <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Um, okay, mate, if, in life in general, have you got, what inspires you, mate? Is it just Cheryl and the... The kids, or are you pretty just self motivated follower anyway? Uh mate, look once once you have kids, your your life changes. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah, 100%. You, you have a you have a, a meaning, a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah. You, you sort of it snaps you out of whatever you're doing before, and yeah. you realise what life really is. Yeah. Um. So so look, the kids probably are my now are my number one. Yeah inspiration and, and why i get up and yeah 100%. do what you, what you do every day to can you imagine to try and make a better life for them can you imagine at our age a dk and how we without kids we'd be at the pub every fucking oh. day we'd be off the rails mate. Oh. but they when you talk about and motivate, got tinder oh, never, oh, never had tinder when i was when i was and it seems like us older blokes whenever we're on the drink and one of the boys is talking about it, we're like Tell us a bit more about it. <laughs> Especially with like Harry Sargent. Oh, Holy shit. It's intriguing. Yes. So a, player, a player said to me the other day, um, and I won't say his name, but we're having beers and he goes, oh, yeah, back when I was slaying Tinder. And I said, slaying? And he goes, oh, yeah, I was fucking slaying it every night of the week. And I was like, tell oh, me more, mate. Tell yeah. me more. Wow. But oh yeah, no, I'm I'm secretly happy it wasn't about like I'd be like Quagmire, <laughs> Family Guy. I'd be just sitting at home, buddy, on Tinder all the time. Oh, oh very good. Okay, um, favorite five players, mate. 
this is this is different for everyone. And like I just got started to get a bit carried away then talking about a few of the older blokes and yeah. Um, who who are your favourite five players you played with? Yeah, so we well, we spoke about Sal, Celesi, Finney, and Ganofo. Pretty yep. hard to say, but um, well done, yeah. Um, he was he was the one that when I first started, I looked up to and, and wanted, like I said, tried yep. to emulate and um, to watch what he used to do on the footy field was was pretty special. You know, he'd yeah. play eighty minutes every single week and just hard as nails, hard as nails. Uh, wouldn't move him in a scrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fundamentally, he was just a brilliant footy player. Yeah. yeah so he's, he's number five for me. Um, and uh, say so number four is another bloke from the same era, Matty Lockwood. He was um, number eight. And and if you didn't, if you didn't, if you saw him on the street, you wouldn't ever think he's a footy player. Yeah. Get him on the footy field and he's an absolute machine. Yeah. He would just break tackles. Run, run, eighty meter tries. Yeah, um, he would chase eighty meters, and and you know everyone else had given up, and he'd be the last one there, knocking the black over on the try line, getting he, up, stealing the ball. Is he still around? Is he? Uh, he's living up in Queensland, I think, at the moment. But he's still around. Gets around. He uh, gets back down this way every now yeah. and then. Yeah. So champion bloke and champion footy player. Yeah. So he's my number four, and number three is um. Hamish McCormack. He's yeah. so uh, I only got to play with Hamish when he first started coming back down to port. So yeah. 13, 14, and um, just love playing with him because I, you know, when these kids, well, I call them kids, but when they come back, I still remember them when they were kids. Yeah. In 2000, 2001, those days, you know, we'd, we'd uh, come off playing the footy and uh, Adzi and Hamish would be in the dressing rooms helping us yeah, take our strapping off our boots, take yep. the strapping off your arms, wear it, whatever, you know. Um, so it was great to play with Hamish in those days, even though I don't think he stayed on the field once. He, uh, <laughs> Getting he, carded. Oh, he'd get carded every single game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few occasions I pleaded with him on the field, just don't go and punch that bloke, please. Yeah. And yeah. You know, next minute. <laughs> but, yeah. Great player now to see what he's doing now. Um, the way he's leading the club's pretty special. Yeah. Very special. And yeah, just just a champion bloke and champion footy player too. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, number two is um everyone's he's on everyone's list, I know, but um Tunny. Yep. He he was another um oh, mate, when I first when I first came to the club and, and I saw this kid. He was only 18, I think, at the time, playing under 19s, coming up, playing first grade every single week. And he would just destroy the opposition. He was he was fit, he was fast, he was strong. Yeah. And I just looked at him and thought, fuck, this bloke's gonna fuck a play for Australia one day. Yeah. But he loved his mates and pissed too much. And- <laughs> Still does. <laughs> and, uh, when God you bless get him and you ask him about his uh, advice to his eighteen-year-old self. He might, have, <laughs> he might want to say something, but it's not too late, know. tons. Get on the tread. But yeah, he was an animal, and, he, and to this day, he's still, you know, he's still playing a really yeah. high level of footy. And Mate, like, like you said, we're up to like what our eighth, eighth to the left interview now, and he's got a mention on everyone's list. Yeah. So that that speaks for itself. And I'll be surprised if he misses out on any, any list. So 
Yeah, he couldn't. He's just in, in like he's just the fabric of Vikings. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And number one is is um, Adam McCormick. Um, yeah, I don't think in all the years I've been around, I've seen a better player in this competition. Yeah. He is. He doesn't get the accolades that he deserves because I think everyone just expects it of him now. But yeah, mate, in this comp, in this zone, he's been the best player from day dot. Yeah, I agree. And uh, good bloke on the piss too. Yeah, yeah. So the thing, the thing with with me, with um, like those those last three blokes, obviously, obviously, I've been privileged enough to play with. Um, but adds. Tons and Hamish, they're the real deal as far mm. as the Vikings go. Like we say, they're the fabric of the, the Vikings. There, like you said, Hamish and Adam in the dressing sheds with the older blokes. Yeah, you know they're they're not just blokes that have blown in or you know have come here come here from some other club somewhere and and, and joined and just started you know started being around the guys. They're the real deal. Yeah, and they're the they're the real country rugby story. Yeah, I reckon. yeah definitely. Um, and I, you know, I'm very, very lucky to have those blokes as mates, and and mate, and they're still doing it. That's still the thing. It. You know, there's. I spoke to Hamish last week about about this year, and there's you know, they're, they're every chance. I mm-hmm. like you guys in reserve grade, so yeah, yeah. there's still like the big moments haven't finished. No, and it could be one Couple in fucking six weeks' time. Yeah, hopefully. Fuck, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be sitting. I'll be on the sideline there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll carry it on. Um. Mate, is there is this is there anything no one knows? Tell me something some, that no one knows about oh, something yeah. about something about Howie. Like we oh, all, there's nothing, there's nothing really iconic or. or you're like but, you're a car um, dude, though, aren't you? Like you're into cars. Old cars, yeah. I love old cars and stuff, and that yeah that probably comes from an old man. He was a car head, but yeah. Um, no one, no one probably knows that I played in an orchestra. I used to play the trumpet. Really. Yeah. My grandfather once Fuck, told me that, that um, with tears in his eyes that he, he'd see me at the opera house one day. Really? But that never happened. The trumpet. <laughs> the trumpet. Holy <laughs> shit. This is, I'm going to, mate, I'm going to come up with a trumpet somewhere and oh, it's going to be at Silly Sunday. Geez, I haven't touched one for 30 years. Holy <laughs> dooly, mate. Not in a million years I would have guessed that. That's perfect. Yeah, well, you know, when I was at school, like I said, I wasn't, that interested so i yeah. used to do anything to get out of school yeah and either it was playing footy or <laughs> the soccer team or <laughs> the, the basketball team or yeah. music and that got me out of school work so wow yeah. there you go there you go out there that's a bloody cracking <laughs> example no one would have guessed that <laughs> even if you said i play an instrument fuck me mate the trumpet would, trumpet would be the last thing oh, I, I wish it was the guitar or something cool yeah something cool yeah, yeah you don't really get chicks with the trumpet yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ch- chicks don't dig the trumpet um okay right mate we've we've actually gone this is the longest one ever yeah. which oh, is good it's good buddy and mate I, i've said before I, I relate to you heaps like you're sort of similar age you knew the the sort of footy back then and and um you know you played with sort of similar guys and and i think that's why like i've clicked with you since when i first moved over here mate um okay quick speed quiz um answer quickly don't think oh, about yeah. it uh, Andrew Johns or Terry Lamb? Terry Lamb? Terry Lamb over Andrew Johns. He's a bulldog, mate. Fucking hell. Far out. But is he, okay, this, would he be your favourite player? Yeah, definitely. Really? Oh, 
Terry Stevie Mortimer. Mate, I hated him. Because yeah, he was a gun. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's kind of a stocky little fella too, yeah. wasn't he? Terry Lamb and um, Cliffy Lyons. I couldn't stand him yeah, for those no, guys. I hate Cliffy. Fuck. Anyway, Terry Lamb over <laughs> Andrew Johns. Uh, attend a Vikings grand final or a Bulldogs grand final? Oh, shit. Uh, tough one. That is really Mate, tough. Okay. Bulldogs won't be in a grand Vikings. final for the next 10 years. Vikings, because so. I can watch the replay on, on uh, yeah, yeah, telly. Yeah. Yeah, good. Home game or away game with bus trip? Oh, it, in my early days, away game. Yeah. Now I'm old, home game. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> I, I do like a bus trip. But we, I used to have bus trips every second Saturday. Yeah. And like, back home, they were three, four, five hour bus trips. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I think now, just one or two years, that'll, yeah. that scratches the itch for me. Um, <laughs> Cairns or Timworth? Tamworth. Yeah, that was pretty fucking fun, wasn't but geez, it? But, geez, I'd love to go back to Cairns too. That was yeah, cool. yeah, me too. Um, Adam or Hamish? Adam. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, they're both both legends in their yeah. own right. It's just hard to put a, put one. Um, okay, this one's a bit different. This is a, something that's a debate between me and Tyler. My son, you've met Tyler. Um, who would win in a fight out of the Hulk or Superman? Four. Um, the Hulk. Oh, fuck off. The Hulk, the Hulk, no one can beat Superman. Superman's indestructible. The Hulk's, I relate to the Hulk. He's a big, he's a big <laughs> teddy bear and just fuck. smashes blokes. Tyler would love you. It's been, that's a, that's a debate that's been going on only 10 years or anything between me and him. Um, mate, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you. And like I said, this is one of the longest ones we've had, but simply because um you're easy to talk to mate you've got plenty of plenty of plenty of stories plenty of similar kind of stories um what's what's the future going to hold for you you're going to just keep coaching reserve grade or you're going to yeah so in the last few years i think i've just you know the old cliche take it a year at a time but yeah mate i can't see myself stepping away yeah what about Whether first grade coach whoever you want to i don't think i'd coach first grade again yeah not i'd did two years of that, and, yeah. and it was enjoyable. It was good, but um, yeah, I just found I was too close to the players to yeah to yeah. really make the hard decisions. And oh, mate, I know exactly um, what you're talking. You about. know, whereas Reggie's, you can sort of be a bit more matey with the Reggie's, and and um, yeah, yeah. So that that's the only thing. I don't, I don't think I would unless it's maybe five or ten years down the track. Yeah, mate, co-coaches. Imagine that coach. Right. Turn it on the bus trips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just look at last question. Just looking back on, you know, we're, we're all going to be 70 one day. You and I, um, you know, not that far off compared to, <laughs> compared to a lot of these blokes that I talk to. But when you're 70 and you look back on, on rugby and, you know, you and your stuff with the Highlanders. Um, Vikings. Had, uh, Vikings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, how do you want to look back on like how how would you hope you remembered? Like what has the Vikings brought to your life? Oh, the Vikings have given me heaps. Yeah, you know, but my whole social life revolves around yeah um, the me Vikings too. and the, the people in it and the mateships that I've made. Yeah, um, 
you know, I've got I've got mates from the Vikings who are sixty five down to eighteen now. Yeah, that's the thing too. That I've played with over the years, and um, you know, I can go and have a beer with any of them, and yeah, and we'll sit and have a chat, and and we all know where we've been, we've all known what we've done, you yeah. know, when we talk about rugby. So, to me, just looking back, I, you know, I just want to be known as a a true Viking, and that's it. Yeah, and you are, mate. There's no, there's no, there's no fucking grey area there. Um, I don't, when I think of the Vikings, you're in that picture. You're in that team photo for sure. <laughs> there's no, you're standing there, maybe with a beer and fucking sports bet on your phone, but you're in the, in the picture. Um, mate, that's it. That's fucking awesome, Howie. Um, you know, I, I don't want to blow too much smoke um, up your ass anymore because you you speak for yourself and your words and your your stories and your actions, like you've even outside of rugby, if I needed a hand with something, you're, you're the first bloke to put your hand up um, for me and my family. And um, and I made all that sort of stuff. I hope we, we stay mates well on into the future, brother. Love oh, I'm sure we will. Brother, mate, Thanks, thank brother. you. Cheers, mate. Fucking awesome.